Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. What have you got to say about Psalm 107? It's a wonderful psalm. <laughs> I thought you might say that. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The, the wonderful thing about this psalm is that uh, it looks back over the history of Israel. And we were talking yesterday about the faithfulness of God. Well, this really demonstrates the faithfulness of God, this psalm, because it talks about how... Israel constantly went away from God and disobeyed the Lord, and yet, as soon as they cried out to him uh, to deliver them out of their trouble, the Lord, in his wonderful faithfulness to his covenant people, he forgave them and restored them. So actually, we're going to read quite a bit of this because I think the psalm speaks for itself. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say this, those he redeemed from the hand of the foe, those he gathered from the lands, from east and west, from north and south. Some wandered in desert wastelands, finding no way to a city where they could settle. They were hungry and thirsty, and their lives ebbed away. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. He delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way to a city where they could settle. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for men. For he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Some sat in darkness and the deepest gloom, prisoners suffering in iron chains. For they had rebelled against the words of God and despised the counsel of the Most High. So he subjected them to bitter labor. They stumbled, and there was no one to help. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. He saved them from their distress. He brought them out of darkness and the deepest gloom and broke away their chains. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for men. For he breaks down gates of bronze and cuts through bars of iron. Some became fools through their rebellious ways and suffered affliction because of their iniquities. They loathed all food and drew near the gates of death. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. He saved them from their distress. He sent forth his word and healed them. He rescued them from the grave. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for men. Let them sacrifice, thank offerings, and tell of his works with songs of joy. So you see, <clears throat> there is this, this kind of cycle in the psalm, and, and it continues in the, in the same vein, whereby it speaks of the greatness of God and then the desperate plight of the people. But when they cried out to the Lord, He saved them from their desperate plight. He forgave them. He restored them. He healed them. Uh, I I love verse 20. He sent forth his word and healed them. 
And, and to me, that speaks of Jesus. You know, Jesus came as the word of God and he healed people. He sent forth his word and he healed them. And the way he healed was often by just speaking to them, um, you know, get up and walk, be open, the blind eyes were open, deaf ears were open, and so on. And, and that's like God sending forth his word and healing them. And, um, uh, you know, when I was working through my healing issues last year, I used that scripture a lot. Lord, thank you that you have sent forth your word and healed me. I, I wasn't saying, Lord, send forth your word and healed me. I believed he'd done it, you see. And that, that's the thing about faith. Faith is not in the future. Faith is, is right now here in the present. It's what God is doing now because of what he has already accomplished through Jesus. So I was saying, you know, thank you, Lord. You have sent forth your word and healed me. And I, I'm sure there's a lot of people listening that are going to pray that after this, uh, after this talk. It also tells us a lot about the patience of God, doesn't it? Yes, he's long-suffering, isn't he, in, in uh, the way that he deals with us just as well. Because, uh, you know, it's as well that his mercies are new every morning because I think every morning we need his mercies. But I, I, I'm, I read this psalm quite, uh, quite often, really, because to me it is such a wonderful, wonderful testimony of the faithfulness, of the mercy, of the loving kindness of God, how he constantly um, does restore us, even though... There's absolutely nothing in what we've done that would lead God to, to think that we deserve that. So it's a, it's a psalm of great, great blessing. Um, if we go on to the next psalm, Psalm 108, I, you know, I'm sorry sometimes that we can't dwell more on these psalms, but we're already spending weeks and weeks going through them. So we're, we're obviously having to be a little bit selective um, focusing on the unfailing love of God and the revelation that that um, these psalms give us of the nature and character of God. In Psalm 108, David begins, My heart is steadfast, O God. I will sing and make music with all my soul. Uh, you see, that this is, this is what worship is about. It's not about singing songs to God. It's about worshiping him with all your heart, with all your soul, with your whole being, because you realize that he is worthy of your very best. I will praise you, O Lord, among the nations. I will sing of you among the peoples. For great is your love, higher than the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the skies. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens, and let your glory be over all the earth. Save us and help us with your right hand, that those you love may be delivered. God has spoken in his sanctuary in triumph and so on. It, it, it speaks about what, what God does. You see, it, it's this sense that we can call upon God to save us and help us and to deliver us no matter what the situation we're in because we know of his love and because we can be so confident of his faithfulness. So uh, the psalm ends, with God we will gain the victory and he will trample down our enemies. You know, the battle belongs to the Lord, not just to us. Yes, we're constantly reminded of that fact in these Psalms, aren't we? That it's he who fights for us. Well, David was so often in a situation where 
at the natural level, at the human level, there's no way that he was going to be victorious and prevail. It was only the God that gave him the victory over superior forces and numbers. And he was so confident and, and conscious of, of, of the, the, the great faithfulness of God in fulfilling his covenant promises to David. Psalm 109. Um, uh, this is a little bit of a difficult psalm, I think, for most of us. Now, I didn't call this a wonderful psalm, did no, I? I said it was a difficult I would, I psalm. I noticed that. Okay. <laughs> Begins okay. <laughs> oh, God, whom I praise, do not remain silent. But then it talks about the wicked and the deceitful. And it, it's, it's a useful psalm because it actually helps us to understand what is going on in the lives of those who really are evil people, in those who sin and grieve the Lord, who turn against him, who um, really are under sentence of, of judgment rather than under the delivering promises of God. Um, and we can only be thankful that God doesn't deal with us as we deserve, but he deals with us according to the mercy of Jesus. He, call, he deals with us according to what Jesus deserves. But, um, uh, you know, it's as if in the middle of all the judgment that is going on around us in the world, we still can call out to God, like in verse 26 of Psalm 109, Help me, O Lord my God. Save me in accordance with your love. Let them know that it is your hand that you, O Lord, have done it. They may curse, but you will bless. When they attack, they will be put to shame, but your servant will rejoice. My accusers will be clothed with disgrace and wrapped in shame as in a cloak. But with my mouth I will greatly extol the Lord. In the great throng I will praise him. For he stands at the right hand of the needy one to save his life from those who condemn him. So really the message of the psalm is, well, it doesn't matter all these evil things that give way, that, that um, you know, are done against us. It doesn't really matter what is going on around us in the world. Our confidence can be in God. Our confidence can be in his faithfulness. And also, David... Again, he didn't take things into his own hands. He, he trusted God to sort out his difficulties for him. Do you think that that's something that we really need to take note of a little bit more? Yeah, but you know, this is all a matter of relationship, Julia, isn't it? You see, if you know the Lord, the Lord is not a last resort. He's the first one you turn to. And there are, there are some people that try everything else, and then when all else fails, they'll turn to God. But actually, if you're living in relationship with God, uh, when any um, situation arises, you will immediately turn to the Lord and realize, well, wait a minute, God is with me. Uh, he is in me. He knows. He understands. I don't have to explain to him what is happening. He knows without me having to do that. And he is ready to work for my good because... Uh, his promise is that in all things he works together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his uh, purpose. So, um, you know, we can, with David and with the other psalmists, just say, well, Lord, in the middle of all the mess, muddle, and confusion that often seems to be going on around me, I know I can trust in you to help me and to save me in accordance with your love. 
You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 